34th chapter from the Holy Quran was revealed in the holy city of Mecca with 54 verses. And it appears that this chapter was revealed in the third stage of the presence of Rasulullah in Mecca. The very first stage was the stage in where Rasulullah Risala, his prophethood, was limited to his own family only for the first three years. And that is why it began with And then after the third year, it had to go public. And the numbers were very small. Only some slaves, impoverished people, no one really. And third, when the number grew, they were excommunicated and thrown into Shaab Abu Talib. And so the thir- three stages. It's as if it appears that this chapter, Surah Sabah or Sheba, was revealed in the third stage, maybe prior to the migration of Rasulullah from Mecca to Medina. And I said earlier, brothers and sisters, that it's very important for us to be able to study the title of the chapter. Why? Because from the title of the chapter, then you expect to know what's going to be discussed in the lecture. And what will be the greatest lessons in this chapter. You see, the Muslims in that stage, they kept seeing that the Arabs and Quraysh, their wealth would multiply and become more and more every single day. Why? Because they, they had successful businesses. For example, amongst their very famous business that the Arabs had shares in was Abu Sufyan's trade. Abu Sufyan would bring goods all the way from Iraq to Sham, Yemen, the surroundings of the Arabian Peninsula. Abu Sufyan would bring those goods from there and he would bring them to Mecca. The pilgrims would come to Mecca and they would buy. And the opposite, he would take goods from Mecca to the Arabian Peninsula, to the surrounding cities, and from the surrounding, surrounding city, cities back to Damascus, back to Iraq, back to different places of the surrounding countries. And people invested in Abu Sufyan's business. They worked with him. So as you can tell, he would obviously become wealthier every single day. And the people that worked with him were also doing well. Some other people had cargo businesses, meaning they had camels, they had horses, they had mules, and they would rent them as a transport agency. We don't care what goods you have. You have gold and silver, or you have cloth, or you have food, whatever you may have. You, we rent you our cargo business. You want 100 camels, you want 100 mules, you want 3 horses, this is, we rent them to you. One month, two months, for a season, half a season. People made money. Here are the Muslims, they had their small businesses, they had invested either in this cargo business, they had either invested with Abu Sufyan, and as soon as they become Muslim, what happens? They not only tell them, look, listen, you become Muslim, I don't want to keep you in my business, take your money. Take your money and go start your own business. I'm not going to help you anymore. No, the money is gone. Once you say you're a Muslim and they understand that you're Muslim, your money is gone. And the people of Sheba, they were at the peak of their power at the peak of their might, at the peak of their abilities. But then they suddenly collapsed. They suddenly fell and died. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends this chapter to inspire them. That the same Allah that was then is the same Allah that is now. And we as Muslims, we as godly people, 
even if you're a Christian, even if you're a Jew, even if you belong to other faiths, if you believe in God, and you see all this injustice all around the world, all this tyranny around the world. For example, the people of Yemen. The people of Yemen may be sitting in their homes now reading the Qur'an saying, where is Allah? How come Allah doesn't listen to me? How come Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not on our sides? I tell you one day, those people, this weak people of Yemen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will enable them. Allah will give them strength. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the end stands with the weak. The mazloom, the weak that is mazloom, that is being oppressed, Allah is with them. So this is the title of this chapter. This is how we are inspired by knowing why Allah named this chapter Surah Sabah. The theme of this chapter, brothers and sisters, is responsibility. Being responsible. Let us go to verse number 28. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا كَافَّةً لِلنَّاسِ بَشِيرًا وَنَذِيرًا وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Verse number 28. It seems that the Arabs, they kept going around the Arabian Peninsula and they kept weakening the message of Islam so that they make Rasulullah and the Muslims believe, look, you'll never win with the Arabs. You will never convert the Arabs. The Arabian Peninsula will never be yours. Those Arabs will not listen to you. And it seems they were sending ambassadors all around the Arabian Peninsula to spread rumors and lies and defame the character of Islam and Muslims. Defame the reputation of Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya Rasulullah, don't worry. You're not just sent for those Arabs. You're not just sent for the people of Mecca. You're not just sent for the people of the Quraysh. Let them not believe in you. Let the Arabs all reject you. It's okay. Why? Because... وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ You're sent to all of humanity. You're sent to all of the nations. لِلنَّاسِ بَشِيرًا وَنَذِيرًا To give them glad tidings. And to warn them against their mistakes. We sometimes make the Qur'an only for Muslims. Rasulullah only for Muslims. Imam Ali only for Muslims. Imam Hussein only for Muslims. Not only for Muslims. Only for the followers of Ahlul Bayt. Imam Ali only belongs to the Shia. Imam Hussein only belongs to the Shia. No. We also have to understand that this message is universal. Kafatan nas. It's for all people. So how, what have we done to spread this message to all of Nas? All of people? What have we done? What has been our role? What has been our duty? And making sure people understand the true Islam. The true message of Islam. 